If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Right. Well, let's get into casual chatting then. Hold on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit back in my chair. You had me on the edge of my seat. Well, I have that effect. So, we both play Animal Crossing. We've both been playing the new Animal Crossing, I'd wager. Absolute New Horizons, Animal Crossing. Yeah, New Horizons. Yeah, for the, for the Nintendo Switch, uh, in case someone is listening to this 20 years in the future. Yeah. And um, I was playing it for a while, but I've done my review now, I've done my stream, and uh, I've kind of moved on. Yes. But my wife, on the other hand, my wife is still very much hooked. <laughs> well, no pun intended. She's gotten very into the flower breeding in that game. Oh, yes. If you water your flowers, they can cross-pollinate with each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's like taking it very seriously, got all the wikis up. The moment the baby's asleep, I look in and she's there watering her 500 flower patches. And, you know, it's the exact same with me and uh, one of my kids uh, is playing Animal Crossing. And we started, I haven't played in weeks, um, but we started a little project together where we were making different uh, fruit tree orchards. Mm. And and that's what he does. Every time he boots up, he, like you know, makes sure that the trees are in nice lines. Uh, we have a little apple orchard, cherry orchard, orange o- orchard, peach orchard. And, oh, uh, he just started up some coconut trees on the beach. Mm. It's certainly one of those games that you kind of need to have a project to get the most out of. Like your Minecrafts. Absolutely. Like your Minecrafts or even your Stardew Valley. Absolutely. Yeah. Animal Crossing feels like a much more simplified sort of crafty personalized experience sort of game because mm-hmm. there's not much you can do to express yourself there's a few <laughs> sort of core elements you can plant trees you can dig holes i do like you can design your own outfits now though that's fun yes i, I do like that and uh, you can't just it's not just wear a design on a shirt mm-hmm. on a generic shirt you can wear like you can make your own t-shirts and trench coats and hats and stuff but it just it's failed to sustain appeal for me somehow I think I finished paying off a loan, which is like the traditional thing that keeps you going in Animal Crossing, is what makes you keep coming back. Mm-hmm. And um, and Tom looked at his usual spiel. I'm sure you'll never be satisfied with just the one room in your house. You know, you could take out another loan, build another room. <laughs> but I realized I didn't really go into my house much. Oh, right. I, I really only go into my house just to store my stuff in my house storage. I've been just run around digging up the fossils every day and going doing some fishing. So I just haven't bothered getting the next level of house. And I think that's that's important for some people is, you know, some people really take their house seriously in Animal Crossing. And so like getting the perfect wallpaper, getting that piece of furniture that you're looking for. Well, that's the operative phrase there is some people. Like I was saying, <laughs> Animal Crossing has like, it's got multiple levels of appeal. Mm-hmm. Some people like the uh, aesthetics of it. Some people like the social element of it. I just haven't gone to anyone else's islands because I can't be bothered to pay a subscription to do so. <laughs> and some people, some people, there is a genuine challenge in the 100% completion aspect mm. of trying to find all the fish and all the bugs and mm-hmm. all the different fossils. And that appeals to some people. It's a game of many threads and you pick the one that it's going to pull on you with. 
Yeah, and I, I what I will say is for for a solid two, maybe three weeks even, it did have me hooked where I was coming back every day just for short bursts. And, you know, I'd, I'd have my little routine. You dig up your fossils, you shake out all the fruit to sell, catch a few bugs, catch a few fish. And like, I, I think I was even on the third scale of house where you have your, you start with a tent, then you get a house and then you get yeah. a, a bedroom in your house. I think it's, it's tent to house, then bigger house, mm-hmm. and then you get a second room. Oh, okay. I, I had already gotten my second room. And I want to say there was another level where you get like a basement. I think so. It's either a basement or like an upper level. And I, I didn't get that far, but I did have my second room. And, you know, I was decorating. I found, I was really excited because I found a bunch of coffee stuff. <laughs> like I found, and I, I'm a big coffee drinker. And so like I found a coffee grinder, a little coffee cup, a, a scale, because, you know, if you're, if you're, uh, grinding your own beans oh coffee you know so like i I had a little like kitchen set up with all my coffee stuff of course you can't interact with it no you can't actually drink any coffee like you could (laughs) in say your stardew valley well that's you know if for when when i got really into stardew valley that was my one goal because again we what we say is it's important to set your own goals and in stardew valley i wanted a greenhouse with nothing but coffee beans yeah, I got savage into Stardew Valley for a while. <laughs> and I always have to move on because I'm a game reviewer. Right. And I have to move on to a new thing every week. But that one really took me. I was playing that long into the night. I think I clocked in like 60 hours in the one week I was playing it. It's, it's Stardew Valley is kind of kind of a beautiful anomaly in that in that sense where it really nailed the farming simulator, the simplistic farming simulator. But I suppose to get back to the question of the debate, is it a waste of time? Is Animal Crossing a waste of time? And you know what? I kind of feel like it is because I think I said before, I'm a sort of uh, story end pursuer mm-hmm. in video games. And the fact that Animal Crossing, it, it sort of has a story end where you can get the the dog to come to the island and play a concert and then the credits roll. But you are supposed to just keep playing it forever. Of course. And... That just feels like a waste of time because inevitably something's going to happen that means you're not going to be able to play it anymore. Your <laughs> console will break or a new one will come out and won't be backwards compatible mm-hmm. or you'll just get bored and move on. And sooner or later, all those tactics they were using to make you come back will be for naught. But that's an argument for any game. I, I would say it, it's really funny because we think the opposite of what we were arguing for. I think it is actually not a waste of time. I think anything that you are enjoying is not a waste of time. Uh, just as a blanket statement well this comes down to the different things we play video games for i suppose yeah if you just want to occupy the space just want to chill <laughs> anything that can help you chill can help you be productive as well well and i think it's especially now like i think animal crossing came out at just the right time for future future listeners this is during the 2020 global pandemic when people are kind of self-isolating and trapped inside and this kind of it's very soothing game it's very um kind of uh, repetition based where you get into a little work routine and for those of us who can't leave the house that's really helpful sure what i will say is like the argument that like it's a waste of time because all of your progress will be for nothing is that could be levied against any video game true true but other video games can help you like develop skills in certain areas develop map reading skills or develop reflexes the way the way a difficult challenge can and animal crossing ain't got none of that that that's shaky i suppose (laughs) but when i think about 
the time I spent playing Animal Crossing. And when I think about that, that I could have been using that time to play new games with challenging gameplay or with a story that got me really emotionally involved, that's what makes it feel like a waste of time. I'll agree with you there. <laughs> like I definitely like there's almost a there's almost a sense of shame looking back on my Animal Crossing time even though I'm not like I I loved playing it. I had a really great time. Like like I said 2-3 weeks I was coming back every day and I I built a few things and I in general enjoyed myself, but I do there is like a why did I why did I spend that much time? It gets into your head. So I looking back on the time when you were addicted to heroin. <laughs> It's got it's full of little things that I suspect are part of the insidious tactics for getting you addicted. Mm. Part of it's the coming back once a day. That's it's well documented that uh, that's how Facebook games do it. That's how they get that's how they turn the experience into a routine. Mm-hmm. And your brain starts working for it. <laughs> it starts craving the routine for a sense of stability. Absolutely. It's a bit insidious. Animal Crossing was really ahead of the curve on this one because they were doing like the comeback once a day thing for the on the first game, which was on the GameCube. Correct. When would that have been? Like 2004, I want to say? Ooh, that's an excellent guess. Should we look it up now? Uh, might as well. I'm on it. Animal Crossing. The first Animal Crossing game came out in 2001. Ooh. Can you believe that? Uh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Because my usual uh, linchpin for this area is um, that the PlayStation 2 came out in 2000. Oh, uh, sure. And the GameCube was the same generation, so I sh- yeah, should have guessed that. <laughs> well, that's all right. But yeah, they were doing the, the one-a-day thing back then, before Facebook games were a thing. Mm-hmm. Before they, it was being used to insidiously steal money from your kids. Well, and and that's where like Animal Crossing is is constantly for me at least like hopping back and forth over this line where I think it does use dirty tricks to keep you playing, but at the same time there's no microtransactions no, in Animal Crossing. No, no. Like they're not trying to suck money out of you; they're just trying to suck time out of you. Well, things might be different on the like the mobile Animal Crossing game. That's true. I didn't. I did not play. Uh, what was it called? Like Pocket Camp. Pocket Camp. That's the one. Oh. I did not play Pocket Camp. I remember playing it. I can't remember if there was microtransactions in it. It wouldn't surprise me. I think Nintendo were trying to get a foot in that market at one point. They did a they did a Super Mario Infinite Runner. Yeah, oh, I remember that, yeah. I, I don't think they were doing the microtransaction thing. I think they sort of balked at that whole thing. They were doing just um, pay 10 bucks and unlock the whole game. Right, they did it like a free-to-play, tri- almost like a trial version, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they were doing that. Mm. But it's not just the come back once a day thing that I think sort of stimulates the addiction receptors. Okay. I think you were meant, you mentioned like the owl constantly saying the same things. Yes. And I mentioned this in my review. I suspect that might be part of it. I think part of it's the sense of stability from seeing the same lines over and over again. And part of it's that if they sort of draw out the process of giving you a reward, like forcing you to click through these same lines every time, then the reward feels a little bit more special once you get it. The, the the theory of delayed gratification? Yes. Ooh, and so like all the little pauses, you catch a fish, he says the terrible pun, you go in, the raccoon, the little raccoons say the same thing over and over again, just so you can get your bells. Mm, maybe. It's all part of the insidious process. <laughs> I'm sure it's all been very craftily tweaked and uh, scient- scientifically tested. I mean, I'm sure. By Nintendo's evil fun merchants 
<laughs> or is it is it just is it just happenstance that Nintendo's like, oh yeah, this is fun. You know, we don't want to make people you know grind through the game, so we'll make it every uh, every an everyday comeback thing. Like they were, what if they were just naive about it? Well, it could be they were just aiming for like the really young children demographic because they mm. they love repetition and bright colors. They're all over that repetition, bright colors, and parents won't let them play for too long. So yeah, this will force them to turn it off. All ties in, but uh, adults latch onto Animal Crossing just as much. Possibly an indictment of the modern generations. Ah, you say indictment, I say a, a changing of definitions of what it is to be an adult. Possibly, possibly. I have sort of latched onto that whole Doom Eternal Animal Crossing meme. It's very adorable. Yeah, I, I just find it kind of sweet and wholesome. <laughs> Have you seen like that? Someone's like put out a, a whole song. Yes, about the relationship between Isabel and the Doom Slayer, and there's like a music video on YouTube, and I just think it's very sweet. And the song is a very catchy song. It's been stuck in my head for days. Well, and it, you know, it's this for I guess for those in case someone doesn't know what the meme is, the new Animal Crossing game and the new Doom game had the same release date. Yeah. Yeah. And so because humans like things to have connections, they decided that Isabel from Animal Crossing and the Doom Slayer were BFFs. Yeah. So there's all these pictures of uh, Isabel sitting on the Doom Slayer's shoulder and helping him shoot imps. And then they cut to the Doom Slayer using a fishing rod in Animal Crossing land. <laughs> well, Isabel shows him how to do it. And it's all very sweet. It's all very sweet. But I think I think it has legs as a meme because it makes a lot of sense mm. when you think about it. It makes sense that the Doom Slayer, whose day job is murdering demons, would in his off hours would like to come to a nice, quiet, cute island and do a <laughs> spot of fishing. And it also makes sense that Isabel, who's characterized generally as this sort of stock, overworked secretary character. Mm -hmm. An office drone, yeah would want in her off hours to blow off some steam. <laughs> it's just a sort it's just one of those things that just kind of fits together in your head. Of course that makes sense. Well, and you know, not only that, but it also itches kind of what we were just talking about of you know, definitions of adults is you have this you have a a challenging of stereotypes. You know, the Doom Slayer is this big beefy jock guy, yeah. but all he wants to do is cuddle up in Animal Crossing and do some fishing and Isabella tiny little office lady just wants to murder some monsters and i think that also helps it as these you know you have people who fit in you know physically fit into a stereotype but you know love doom still i think it's often the case in real life you find that sort of thing like really buff guys because like nothing can really trouble them <laughs> they tend to be very easygoing in my experience <laughs> I, I know exactly one super buff ripped guy, and he's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I guess they instantly know you're not a threat to them. Because <laughs> that's when people get like dodgy. It's when they feel threatened. Sure. <laughs> but all the buff guys are just you know surrounded by puny people, and they 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 decide to be magnanimous, and <laughs> they be they're very generous to all of us puny people. So that's, yeah, so that's part of the way Animal Crossing fits into the cultural zeitgeist. I guess it shows that people sort of bring their own meaning. As I say, Animal Crossing is a game where you sort of bring your own desires and your own projects to it. But I guess when you're an adult, you bring your own meaning to it as well. All the characters are basically just randomly assigned, but you interpret it your own way. 
Sure, like you you place personalities on your fellow islanders, you give them Exactly. Exactly. The way you like invent personalities for the randomly generated soldiers in XCOM. <laughs> yes, yes. That's true. That's true actually. I think you know some of that is by design. I some of that is is just funny. I know um when when I play Animal Crossing with my kids, uh they they get a kick out of kind of the blank the empty smile that the villager has in general yeah and they love it when i carry my axe around and slowly (laughs) walk around the villagers just smiling with my axe they think it's hilarious and it is like the the juxtaposition between like your happy smiling character and the axe there is inherent unintentional comedy in animal crossing it's funny i'd never even occurred to me i mean you see the juxtaposition of violence animal crossing in a lot of places but yeah, I guess that's another example of bringing your own interpretation to things. That's, I guess, because it's a very simple game, a lot of that. <laughs> you, have to, you have to fill in a lot of blanks with your imagination. Because it's so simple. Yeah. And because uh, there's just not a lot to it, there's, which I, I, is both a compliment and an indictment of it. There's just not a lot to it. Yeah. It's such a pleasant game, though. It's funny, isn't it? <laughs> Like I said in the, in the chat, it's just a just a nice, pleasant space you can put your head in, mm-hmm. and it's well, it's very uncomplicated. The only thing you have to worry about when catching a fish is pressing the button in time. Right. None of the worries from the real world seep in. You don't have to worry about overfishing, about messing with the <laughs> ecosystem. And uh, how exciting! And maybe this is what we were talking going back earlier, just thinking about like the insidious nature of the game and how they very slowly drip feed you just a little bit more but that like excitement the first time you catch a really weird fish yeah is amazing yeah because they make it rare that's how it works they make it rare they draw it out so when it happens suddenly you're feeling excitement in ways you've never felt before (laughs) well and and really that's just that's just lowered expectations. That's artificial expectations because they, they keep giving you all the crap. Oh, yeah, fine. A, a carp, another carp, another carp, another carp. Something that's not a carp. <laughs> it's There is something dirty about Animal Crossing. <laughs> yeah. I think it's very easy to apply these sorts of uh, undercurrents of horror to it. Because <laughs> there's a very sort of Village of the Damned look to it. Sure, sure. When you start like uh, dissecting the concept, I mean, you can catch squid. Well, one of the potential animals who can come and live on your island is a squid. Yes. A big anthropomorphic squid. Do they have anything to say about the squids you can catch? Is there some distinction between the squids you catch and the squids you hang out with? What (laughs) what happened to this world? What happened to this world? (laughs) By the way, what happened... Have you run into the ghost? I have run into the ghost, yes. And the ghost explodes, and you have to pick up bits of ghost, uh-huh. presumably oozing ectoplasm and gore, and slop them all back together to return to the ghost. And what's? do you remember the first thing the ghost says to you, like the first time you meet him? The ghost says, I never thought I'd meet another human. Well, he mistakes you for a ghost at first. That's why he explodes. Right, but... But think about that. He said, I never thought I'd meet another human, which means in this world you are living in, humans are incredibly rare. You, as the human villager, are a rare sight. Ooh. Are, are we? Is this like a Planet of the Apes situation? Well, I've always thought that about Splatoon. 
I always think Splatoon <laughs> is what happened when all the humans died and all the squids evolved sentience and then started living in the abandoned human cities. Ooh, I like it. So Animal Crossing might be a, a spin-off from that. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, the thing worth noting is that the ghost assumes you're a ghost and how do you know he's not right? Have you ever seen that uh, Nicole Kidman film, The Others? I, I have not seen The Others. I, I assumed you were about to reference The Sixth Sense. Well, I was <laughs> thinking about The Others. I think it was called The Others. But uh, this might be a spoiler. Well, it is a spoiler. But that <laughs> film's a ghost. That's a ghost story about a lady in a house who uh, who's uh, dealing with a haunting. Mm-hmm. And, and the twist at the end is that the haunting is actually alive humans and the lady and her family were the ghosts all along ah how fun maybe that's the case with this animal crossing encounter maybe the maybe it's not a ghost you're encountering maybe it's a a glimpse of a human being in the real world oh and you uh, are the ghost you are the ghost who's been like condemned to a purgatory oh so it's lost that's what animal crossing is yeah you're in a purgatory land where there is it's like that twilight zone episode where the dude goes to hell but it Seems like it's heaven at first, but all the slot machines give him like 100% wins with every pull. <laughs> and it turns out he's in hell, because in hell, like, life is constant, tedious uh, success. Constant, tedious. And that's kind of what Animal Crossing is. Constant, exactly, exactly. tedious success. You, you, If we could name this podcast episode, the name of this podcast is Constant, Tedious Success. Yes. Because that is a perfect way to describe Animal Crossing, where after a while, after like the dopamine hit of of finding the new fish or getting your mortgage paid off wears off, you realize that the the gameplay is so lacking that there's not a lot of incentive for you to keep going, or at least yeah. personally. And then you deliberately get another loan out just to relieve the monotony, just to have a thing to strive for again, just to have ambition. Right? Like I, I found like I found a building a building schematic that was of like a the a giant like robot that I wanted to pair with my giant Godzilla statue. Is that the one that's like has a ridiculous number of resources that you need to construct it? Oh yeah, and like one of one of the resources is you need golden armor. Yeah. Yeah. I and it's that. like what how do you even get regular armor? This, so, like to me, that was the thing I was going to work for. But it's very possible I set my expectations too high. Well, I found I have the I found the golden armor recipe. Oh, first. and the recipe for that requires something like ten gold nuggets. Okay, which is like the rarest thing you can get out of rocks. Oh, I I I think I have like twenty five gold nuggets. Oh well, there you go then. <laughs> so I just need to find that recipe. Yeah, golden armor recipe. <laughs> um i think i got it from a balloon oh that's another thing to strive for yeah it's just is just hang out and look for balloons yeah all the small ways to kill time it's they, they, oh i keep forgetting what what is the name i know this is talked about a lot in like game theory in general but but the getting random rewards is more satisfying than getting regular rewards oh i don't, I don't know if it's got a specific name it's the loot box thing isn't it it's the loot box thing. It's I know the the famous scientists who had monkeys push buttons, and and you know we'll think of it we'll think of it later. But you know the the famous experiment is he had a group of monkeys or uh, rats or animals. He had a group of animals, and one group of animals every time they hit the button, food would come out one hundred percent of the time. Mm-hmm. 
and the other group of animals, uh, the food would come out randomly. Sometimes they would hit the button 10 times and food would come out. Sometimes once it would come out, sometimes 20 times and it would come out. And what he found is the group with, uh, with the random chance to get food would never stop hitting the button in fear that they wouldn't get the reward. Yeah, sounds about right. They would hoard the, the food. They would hoard the reward and just continue to push the button hundreds and hundreds of times. And that's what Animal Crossing is. And so often with the loot box thing, the rewards you get don't have any value, really. <laughs> I mean, half the stuff you get in Animal Crossing is just a piece of furniture. doesn't really go with anything in your house, so you just sell it. <laughs> right. You just sell it so then you can pay down your mortgage so you can get a new mortgage. It's all it's a it's a weird little it's it's a it's not a gameplay loop. It's like a gameplay vortex. Reminds me of the way cosmetics work in a lot of games. Because mm -hmm. I made this point in I think it was my Mortal Kombat 11 review. Back in the day, it wasn't cosmetics. It was costumes. You get a different costume to dress up a character in. Sure. And the costume was something fun. Mm -hmm. Like you could dress up uh, the Joker in his long Halloween outfit in uh, the first Injustice game, mm -hmm. or like, or in the Red Hood. But in later in Injustice Two and later Mortal Kombat games, instead of costumes, what you get is cosmetics, which is they take every individual part of a person's outfit and have like a hundred different variants on it of different colors. Mm -hmm. And it's not fun anymore. It's just fiddling around with tiny aspects of something that don't mean anything that you're probably not even going to notice on most playthroughs yeah i you know that's true and that that's true and it's not because i i feel like you could say something very similar i know we were talking off recording earlier about xcom yes and in xcom you get you know a, you can customize xcom and xcom 2 you can customize your soldiers to a, a very tiny minute detail and that is really fun and satisfying getting your soldier to look exactly how you want them to look is a lot of fun well, the point is you can do it freely whereas in other games they like bleed out cosmetics to you with loot boxes mm -hmm. and uh, i guess that's what we were talking about with animal crossing they just they bleed out these random useless items but because they bled them out randomly our brain ascribes value to them <laughs> our our tiny tiny monkey brain just needs to hoard all of our rewards so I guess that makes sense. Play Animal Crossing and be reduced to your tiny monkey brain. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, no, no better way to end it than... <laughs> well, thanks for listening, you tiny monkey-brained listeners. It's true. Thanks for listening, all, all of you monkey brains. Uh, if you came across this podcast before the episode, remember that this uh, podcast was based off of Slightly Civil War, the show in which Yahtzee and I... Uh, have to debate a topic and our sides are randomly chosen. You can go to escapistmagazine.com to see that. Yes, this week it was, is Animal Crossing a waste of time? Aha! Was this podcast a waste of time? Woohoo! Only you can answer that. <laughs> well, bye everyone! Bye! Bye!